Welcome to the return of the Liberation Station radio show. After a almost nine-year hiatus, I'm your host, Chris Steiner, and tonight we have a very special guest, Anne Milan. She's the author of a book on autism and recovering from it, entitled Autism, Believe in the Future, From Infancy to Independence. Hi, say hi, Anne. Good evening. Well, thank you for joining us. This is such an encouraging and uplifting story, and uh, your story is encouraging and uplifting, uh, how you helped recover your, your daughter. Could you start off telling us about your daughter and uh, what led you to write the book? That's why I do what I do, is because I want to encourage other parents. Uh, I had no one to encourage me. Excuse me. Uh, my daughter is 47 years old. Um, so she was one of the one in 100,000 that had autism instead of one in 57. Um, there was no schooling for her unless it was homeschooled. I um, did homeschool for a while and put her back in school and did a lot of different things. But when we moved to Florida from Virginia, um, she really took a dive after being in school and having the social that I had set up for her. And this is when I really got scared because she wasn't employable. She was barely speaking, you know, the things most parents know. And um, I was um, looking at the Autism Research Institute newsletters and watching about the um, vitamins and the supplements and things they were doing for autism. And one of their sessions was going to be in Orlando for Mother's Day, and we went over and I looked at Robin and I said, are you willing to go back on a diet? I said, I'll help you get your driver's license, which was actually the most ridiculous thing in the world. But she said yes. And we started the diet, we started the supplements, and within two years, she um, became a cashier at public. She did get that driver's license and she got her own Great. condo. Awesome. So oh, that's, wonderful. that's when the work really started. But, you know, I took the plunge, just do it. And that was uh, 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's uh, quite a plunge to take because um, most people probably wouldn't expect you to be able to recover from autism somewhat even, uh, even though there have been complete recoveries. And, and that's really why I wanted to speak with you and your uh, special story and uh, how you've been helping others because people need true hope they don't want to you know they don't want to they're, they're so afraid of being experimented on and um and uh, by the way i i'm sorry i'm so scattered here that uh, my good friend frank hopson is on the line we'll have a round table here tonight for as long as he can join us is are, is he there on the line oh hello how you doing chris Hey, thanks for joining us again, Frank. He's a regular oh. join, uh, regular guest here on the show from way back, almost nine years ago when we had the show. And thank you to your guest that's there tonight. What's her name again? Anne Milan. And Mil Millen. Millen, pardon me. I'm sorry. Robin Millen. would be very upset if she heard it pronounced <laughs> wrong. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, and your... your um, yeah, well, you can uh, check out uh, her information through our website here at theliberationstation.com. That's T-H-E, liberationstation.com. And 
the uh, your, the website where you can get her book for free, a free download, which speaks volumes that it's for free, which is so helpful, is autism-believe-future.com. That's autism-believe-future.com. The book is Believe in the Future from, Inv- pardon me, Autism Believe in the Future from Infancy to Independence. And um, you can see all her other contact information and her, uh, uh, your, your history, which you're welcome to get into uh, on our website on uh, theliberationstation.com under show guests. And also I forgot to mention that um, since I'm still revamping the website, that um, we can uh, be reached here in our chat room live if you go to the website, theliberationstation.com, and just click on the listen slash archives page. So we have a chat room there. I see we have a couple people. Uh, you can sign up and be anonymous if you like. And if you just have one or two points to make, you don't feel like calling in, you can do it right there in the chat room, which I'll be monitoring. And um, the call in number here at uh, Tan Talk is uh, 727 441 727-441-3000, toll free. 866-TAN-1340. That's 866-826-1340. So, Anne, uh, I'd like to get back to your regimen that you uh, found successful in your case, your specific unique case with your daughter and uh, even yourself. This can be kind of a health show as well. I'm pretty well versed on supplements, and I'm so glad to speak to those who are learning a lot of the pitfalls that are out there, just like there are in the pharmaceutical industry. There are a lot of uh, poor quality, even toxic supplements on the market um, or less than effective supplements. Uh, Often I'll find a supplement that's good, but then somebody will let me know about something that's even better. So uh, what did you find as a... The way it goes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, always room for improvement. You know, I wasn't uh, number one with... um, I, you know, I was all for pharma. You know, give me the Ritalin. Give me, you know, anything for the behavior to calm her down. I, you know, I did try it all, but she reacted to it worse than if, you know, worse on it than off. So I was slow into coming into the supplements. And like I say, I was reading uh, different things. I knew there were moments with her where I could see a window of, wow, I can't believe she did that. Or, um, just and, and I think most parents do see that. And I wanted more of that. Uh, she was on the Feingold diet of no preservatives and food colorings. That's where I started. And um, she, that, was 19, that was 44 years ago that the Feingold Association came out saying that. And uh, it made a tremendous difference in her, like within a week. You know, she wasn't climbing the walls, and her screaming went down an octave. So that's where I saw that I could control her to some extent, you know, which was just pretty amazing to me. So I just kept reading and paying attention and thinking, should I, shouldn't I? This is expensive. I've got two other kids. You know, going the whole gambit that we parents do, Um 
and was doing pretty good. You know, with the diet, she was on some Dramamine uh, that someone was working with to slow down the brain. And I went for that, uh, which she's still on today. Um, but when I heard about Andy Wakefield and, and the gut, which Robin's gut really wasn't that bad, I thought, um, and Dr. Bradstreet and Rimlin and these other names that the kept late, popping the up. Doctor the late Dr. Rimlin, yes. Uh, I took the plunge. And I heard about the secretin. That was the first thing that came out. The woman from, I believe it was Utah, that had used secretin. And Robin did have secretin with Dr. Bradstreet. And then he put her on glutathione. Great. And then the folic acid, and she's on flinic acid uh, today because it was, I can't explain, I'm not a doctor. I can just tell you that's what she's on. And the two big things that I think that people should look into are the glutathione and the folic or phyllitic acid. Makes major mm-hmm. differences. If Robin wishes that those were the only two things that she was on. Oh, right. If you're on a desert <laughs> island, what would you bring with you? <laughs> what would you bring with you? you know? Right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's great. The glutathione, uh, L-glutathione, the, also known as a master antioxidant. And um, there's been concern over some forms that are not well absorbed don't uh, um, don't get absorbed because they're destroyed by stomach uh, hydrochloric acid in the stomach well, but then there are um, precursors the n-acetylcysteine meaning the precursors meaning your body who takes these building blocks and then will form glutathione the master antioxidant which is quite good at detoxifying most things and um, the N-acetylcysteine or NAC, NAC, combined with L-glycine, the amino acid L-glycine, those will form uh, L-glutathione. But um, I haven't really gone into researching forms that you, of glu- L-glutathione that you could take, uh, you, but you're saying you've had good success with those? Yeah, well, she does the NAC now. He, she did intravenous to begin with. Um, and there's there's oodles oodles of studies out there on how much difference it makes with uh, people with autism. The same with the folic acid, the flinic acid. Just Google them uh, and start your own research. You know, um, and then you've got to you know to find a doctor, and then you've got to you know go to the next. But just the concept, I think it scared me as. Robin became 22 years old, and I kind of bought into this self-determination thing of she deserved a life just like everybody else did. And I read stories where an individual is safer in their own condo than they are a group home. Um, Then I learned that there are lots of, you know, there are behavior group homes, there are sexual group homes, there are this and that, and and there are group homes that are... um, can't think of the word I want, uh, boy and girl, what, what word do I want there? Uh, and I thought, you know, I don't want her in any of that. I just want her to be able to have her own life and to do what she wants, not what everybody else is putting on top of her. And Because that just makes her behavior worse. And so I kind of, you know, I was scared into doing stuff. I was scared into doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's sometimes necessity is the mother of invention, and that's what... Uh, you know, you take, you said you take the plunge, and then you find out that uh, you wish you had done it sooner. And I want to tell parents, uh, particularly the ones here in Florida, uh, one more thing. Robin has the home and community-based waiver services. 
uh, because she has autism. That is her diagnosis, and that is a service that Medicaid provides. She still, at 47 years old, gets language therapy today because that keeps her stabilized. She doesn't need a psychiatrist or a psychologist. She needs someone to continually help her with the communication. She gets a supported living coach that comes in and helps her with her cooking, with her cleaning. That's all provided uh, in Florida through the Home and Community-Based Waiver. Now, Hmm. there is a wait list of 20,000 plus people to get on that waiver. But this is something that parents need to be aware is out there and need to expect it for their children. Robin would not have made it without the waiver because she needed somebody else besides me in her life. You know, I'm queen of disciplining her and acting like she's my child, but she needed somebody that treated her like an adult. Hmm. Well, that's how I look at this show, by the way, is that I, it's speech therapy for me, and that's why I'm restarting it again. I find myself, I'm not as sharp, not to, just to touch real quickly on why I'm doing the show again, um, because I find I want to stay sharp on issues, and I would also like to be uh, supported in that in order to bring cutting-edge information and some long-standing, uh, neglected, suppressed, little-known information to folks that... Uh, often I'll come across and say, oh, I, I remember that from 20 years ago. I'm surprised I didn't remember that. Um, it's like when you suffer amnesia and um, you have am- amnesia and, uh, oh, there we go, <laughs> and deja vu at the same time. <laughs> like I have a strange feeling that I've forgotten this before. <laughs> so I have to recommit it to memory. And and, uh, you know, with all the supplements I take, I find it's helpful to do, you know, supplements, say, for neurogenesis and improving um, growth of nervous and brain cells. I've, I've heard those are helpful uh, for recovery as well. And um, I wanted to point out that um, I have a long list of uh, detox items and neurogenesis items and other items for different conditions, say, for rebuilding connective tissue uh, for helping uh, increase insulin sensitivity, uh, our diabetes of type 1 and 2, and all these things. They're on my Facebook page under the notes, but soon I'll uh, bring those over and post them up on the website. The website is still taking shape uh, after all these years of neglect. So, um, uh, And also you mentioned uh, folic acid. Um, so that's great that she had success with that. Um, there's also methylfolate that um, yeah, I think uh, yes. is a preferred form because some folks don't uh, have genetic testing, or if they do, they find that their MTHFR gene is uh, somewhat impaired so that they can't methylate, uh, methylate uh, or break down or reduce these supplements to the methyl form. So if they're already reduced, they're already metabolized, that the methyl form is I preferable. get it from specific uh, places that have, you know, doctors have recommended so I get the right quality. Let me throw something at you to just kind of see if I can blow your mind. You've already Um, won my mind. uh, (laughs) (laughs) You and your daughter. Um, Robin and I went to the Autism One conference in Chicago, I guess six weeks ago now. Uh, I went because my doctor, uh, who was Dr. Uh, Jeff Bradstreet, the late uh, Jeff Bradstreet, uh, died. Uh, 
Under suspicious circumstances. Under suspicious, you were very mm-hmm. right. Uh, yeah, Aaron, and Aaron Elizabeth of Health News, if I may yes. just interject that she's been keeping track of, I think it's up to 96 now, keep getting her updates of 96 doctors. Most, almost uh, all of them are alternatively oriented and they've died under very suspicious circumstances. Correct. That at healthnutnews.com, but go right ahead. Correct. Um, so I needed to find a new doctor because I'm not one. I don't know all the technical stuff that you're talking about with vitamins. I'm, I'm very illiterate on that. So I need to depend on a doctor uh, because I am playing with my daughter. I'm playing with her brain. I'm playing with her body. You know, I don't well, want to kill her. I'm not a doctor, her. but I just no, play no, one but, on the radio. But, but, but you're educated. <laughs> right. So, um, but anyway, we went to the Autism One conference, and there were six or seven at least vendors there for CBD oil. And... I thought, well, I'm not interested in CBD oil. You know, we don't have seizures. We don't this or that. So I kind of poo-pooed them. But I went into this one gentleman then, uh, which I'm rethinking the CBD, by the way. Um, but I went into this one gentleman, uh, Dr. Uh, Klinghart, who talked about the vitamins are important, but we're not getting to the root, which is my concern because Robin always needs the vitamins. You know, she hadn't be able to afford these when I die. And he started on the retroviruses that are in our body and detoxing and concentrating on getting the retroviruses out. And if anyone wants to hear that, it's on the Autism One YouTube channel. A 2018 conference, and it's Dr. Klinghart. It will blow your mind and make such good sense. We're born with retroviruses. You know, you get it every time a mosquito bites you. You know, mm. you can't get away from them. And the import, and it's easier to get them out of the body than it is to get them out of the brain. And it's There's a blood-brain like, barrier. Yeah. You know, because, you know, when you got to shake them up and you got to, you know, so I'm, I'm looking into all this stuff and I'm looking for a doctor and I can't go to his clinic because it's too expensive. So I'm working on it. But you never stop. You never, I never stop. And I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how you stay young is uh, but, just to keep yeah, your mind I, I can't die yet. I have to have something on my bucket list, you know, or I could kick the bucket. So, Right. That's um, a great passion. So that's uh, Dr. Klinghart. Klinghart. K-L-I-N-G-H-A-R-D-T. Dietrich. Klinghart. Klinghart. Okay. And yeah, I'll need to oodles, research him. There's oodles out there on him. But, uh, and a lot of the doctors there were talking about the retroviruses, you know, and CBD oil does go after the retroviruses. So, so where do these retroviruses, um, other than mosquitoes in our environment, do they come in, say, through vaccinations? They come Well, they come in through vaccines. You know, some of us could be more tolerant for them, and then the vaccine, which is full of retroviruses, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Being cultured in aborted fetal cells. And everything and, uh, else. And animal tissues. And animal, you know, we're crossing all kinds of barriers there. So that's, so the vaccine can just be the absolute tipping block for um, many people. Now, mm-hmm. I will back up. In the vaxxed movement, you are aware of the vaxxed movement, the bus coming yeah. around, and okay. 
Vax, V-A-X-X-E-D, the documentary that, uh, for the general listening audience, is the documentary that um, Robert De Niro got behind at the Tribeca Film Festival, and then uh, they pulled it because they said it would be too disruptive, or I'm not sure, but um, yeah, he ended up pulling it, and he has an autistic child, and um, Del Bigtree with uh, Informed Consent Action Network is featured in it, um, interviewing uh, the doctors at the CDC who um, came forward. Um, Brian Hooker. Right, Brian Hooker. His research. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, finding that, uh, you know, they covered up the data that uh, it was trash that um, that black male boys had a 2.36 time increase for autism when they were vaccinated on their CDC recommended schedule. So, uh, you know, they dragged their feet for years for a study, I think it should have been only five or six months. And, um, and then they ended up trashing the data and, and uh, Brian Hooker um, ended up uh, uh, coming forward or, you know, confronting, um, oh, I'm trying to, I'm blanking on his name now. William Thompson. Yes, Dr. William Thompson, fellow researcher at CDC. Mm-hmm. And um, otherwise, Dr. Thompson would not have come forward to uh, confess so uh, he would not have been as heroic as some might see him as being now, but fortunately he's heroically uh, confessed and redeemed him, his reputation, in, in my view. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad for that and, and the corroboration of the re- legally recorded conversations that Brian Hooker made with Dr. Thompson. Correct. And the, um, the vaxxed movie can be found on uh, Netflix. Oh. So- so it is there if someone wants to get it. But when the VAX team, which I was real involved with all the Facebook and everything on that, and I was listening to these parents, and if I offend anybody, I'm sorry, that were talking about they had two kids with, with autism. And I'm like, you got to be kidding. You know, that's ridiculous. You can't have two kids. I realized all three of my kids are affected by their vaccines. And it, it, you know, I went around for three days, just blowing my mind that it that I did not connect it. Um, Robert has two older sisters. They both were so sick when they were little. They had their tonsils out at four and six years old because they'd been on antibiotics so much. I thought they were getting sick because they went to the doctor's office and the kids in the office were sick. Never entered my mind they were getting sick from the vaccines that they were getting. Right. Well, because you know, I'm glad that you mentioned I was, that was going to be my next question, but I first wanted to give folks the hope that, yes, you can recover from autism, and that proves that it's not genetic. Um, and, uh, you know, we have uh, Tony Braxton's uh, son, um, Diesel, who uh, she says is, has recovered. She she came out two years ago. Um in uh let's see i'm looking just looking up an article earlier today new york amsterdam news um where she tony braxton the singer uh says uh announces that her son is off of the uh, autism spectrum and um the recent news out of ebony is that he is now a signed model um so now he's gainfully employed like your daughter uh he's gainfully employed for wilhelmina models so uh you know, it's, it just shows what you can do if you can heal yourself. But you, we're here to try to warn people you, you want to avoid the risk. And there are options that are safe 
and not risky like homeopathic nosodes. There are more Correct. homeopathic nosodes available than there are vaccines, so well, you can build up antibodies if you believe that to be a measure of immunity. Robin had her DPT shot at one month old. She went into high pitch screaming within three hours and was never the same after that. There is no question that she was damaged by the vaccine. Um, they can play all the games that they want, uh, and I don't know. You know, and most parents, they know. They know their child was walking and talking and doing, un and the slow regression also. Um, and with all the chemicals, you know, the more you learn about what's in a vaccine, the more you realize, why am I doing this? Why do, am I trusting somebody else with my brand new baby? Just is so sad that we do put our faith in a doctor that is being told that he has to follow this protocol or he'll lose his license. It's nothing about your child. It's about him keeping his job. And I don't mean that critical to a doctor. It's how they've all had to learn how to play the game. Look at the doctors today that are uh, having their license threatened and revoked. Uh, Spears, I believe, in California. Is it uh, Spears? The senator? No, um, the doctor. Um, it's not Spears. It's, that's close, though. But there's a couple of doctors that uh, if they don't meet the requirements for, vac for vaccinating, um, they can have their license. So, so doctors that don't vaccinate or delay vaccines or use the homopathic, they have to be very quiet about what they do. They can't advertise it. So it's very difficult for families to find doctors. Right. And then a friend of mine the other day said, so why are you going to a doctor? Why don't you just go to a chiropractor? And I don't have the answer for that. You know, that's, that's sad when we're scared to death to go to a doctor because we don't want to get into an argument with them. Mm -hmm. And they're afraid of the State Board of Medicine calling into question their license for not following the, Correct. the uh, standard of care. Yes, uh, yes. So. It's called standard of care. And um, it's, uh, that's what they use to control these doctors so that they cannot color outside the lines. But they'll argue that, you know, it keeps them from experimenting on you, but, you know, it's there's kind of a gray area in there, right? Yeah, I guess uh, the standard of care often isn't even documented in writing. You know, there's no written policy oftentimes. There's, like I said, the CDC recommended schedule. So, yeah, yeah it's yeah. up to the, it's very arbitrary with the state boards of medicine. A lot of doctors do nothing wrong and, and they're persecuted. Yeah. There are several of us here in Florida um, that have started Health Freedom Florida. Um, and we have a website, uh, healthfreedomflorida.org, um, trying to bring awareness to uh, actually, uh, it, it's so much more than just vaccines. Yeah. Um, but vaccines are where we're at right now. But between the air and the food and 
there's five different areas that we have on the website, and I can't even tell you what they are right now. But air is GMOs, one water. Fluoridation of water. water. The water is just, you know, I'm going to have to stop using fluoride. I, uh, I use water. So I purify it, but I still don't have the fluoride out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's been a big issue on the show in the past, uh, if you want to check out our archives. But uh, since you mentioned Health Freedom Florida, I'm sorry to keep uh, Catherine on the phone holding and uh, like her i would like to invite anybody to call in who can uh, declare that yes their children were indeed injured by vaccines as they could tell immediately after the vaccination Uh, usually it hits them hardest after the 18 months from everyone i've spoken to so uh, could you please uh, bring Catherine up on the line hi chris i'm here hi thanks for joining us how are you Thank you for having me. Um, I I was wanting to call in. There are a couple of things. Um, Good evening, Ann. How are you? Hi. Fine, Catherine. Um, I had a couple questions. Um, I really would like you guys to kind of clarify clarify some of the supplements. I know that not all supplements are the same, and both of you are really brilliant when it comes to um, supplements and the quality that parents are using and for the parents that are out there that are kind of just putting their toes in the water um, maybe there's some great websites or some you know ones that maybe the steer clear of or maybe some that you can recommend I mean not actual maybe not the actual supplement but maybe some of the brands that you know that are more pure versus others that tend to be just a kind of garbage wish you told me you were going to ask that question earlier because i have a chart (laughs) (laughs) Um, chris is brilliant at this yeah there was a chart at autism one and and i know i use jarva uh, when it's a standard, and it, and that was on the list, so I was relieved, you know. But Chris, you you take this one. Oh gosh, there's so many, um, um, and uh, they're up on. We have a lot of doctors listed up on the links page at wearechangetampa.org, which uh, that links page is about to be migrate or merged with my links at uh, theliberationstation.com, which is the show's website. And, uh, yeah, we have a lot of doctors on there um, of various physicians of various stripes, MDs and um, osteopathic doctors, naturopathic doctors. um, So uh, I would I would generally defer to them. But, um, you know, I'll say that uh, for like the B complex vitamins, I would never again take as I was taking um, the synthetic forms that are all derived from coal tar. you know, if it's a B-complex vitamin, then it's derived from coal tar. But um, I get them from food sources or individually when they're not the ones that aren't derived from coal tar. Like I said, the methylated versions of the reduced forms. Um, the uh, um, the the main way I get my B my complex of B vitamins is through bee pollen and through non-genetically modified brewer's yeast. But, um, yeah, I noticed that uh, I was experiencing a lot of the symptoms of adrenal insufficiency about 10 years ago, up until the time 10 years ago I, I was taking the B-complex. Uh, and uh, some of those were hair falling out in patches or breaking out in sweats or being very tired all the time. So, um, yeah, I'm gradually recovered from that. Um, I know Dr. Cass Ingram has uh, done some good research on, on the um, uh, B-complex vitamins made from coal tar. Another uh, problem is the 
vitamin E and vitamin A that are synthetic that are, um, you'll see that it says acetate after them. So you'll know that they're made with acetone, uh, like uh, DL tocopheryl, YL indicates it's synthetic as well as acetate at the end. Uh, or if it's a vitamin A acid, they just have all these mixed up names. So it's hard to, makes it, they make it kind of difficult. They, make, they try to obfuscate what's on the label. Um, if it says YL, it's synthetic. If it says acetate, it's synthetic. If it says uh, DL hyphen, then it's a synthetic a form of vitamin A or vitamin E. Um, pardon, me, pardon me, vitamin E. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's, it's so, like I said, there's so many pitfalls, and I've fallen into a lot of them. Um, but um, yeah, the, uh, I used to take if I found a different brand than what uh, Dr. Bradstreet uh, recommended, I would take it into him and say, "Can I use this?" You know, and he'd look at it and check it out for me, and he said, "Yeah, you can use that." You know, because she didn't like the, you know the Kirkland K I R K L A N D, and that is not Costco brand. Um, Kirkland Labs uh, has a website. Um, they have a lot of vitamins that are for individuals with autism. That's the one that Bernie Rimlin uh, with uh, Autism Research Institute um, kind of trained, particularly with the B vitamins, on what people with um, autism needed. Um, it's, really, it's really hard for a parent, unless you're a chemist, you know, to it, for me, I won't say for a parent. I'll say for me. Excuse me, um, to understand the different, and that's why I have to find a doctor. I talked to somebody. I think they were from Texas on my Facebook page this morning, saying that they uh, had a Dan doctor in um, Houston or something, and I didn't realize that Dan doctors were still around. I was glad to hear that because I think they have MAP is a um, phrase they use now. What does Dan mean? Defeat autism now. Ah, gotcha. Mm -hmm. So Catherine, uh, would you mind, um, if you don't mind, uh, tell us a little bit about um, how you got involved with Health Freedom Florida, or why you got involved, and, and uh, how vaccines have impacted your family's life? Um, well, I like, I have a very typical um, story. Um, my son was vaccinated um, between 18 and 22 months. He had um, several shots that were um, not considered, not spaced out by choice, just kind of by a move. And um, he had a um, femoral seizure, what they said was a femoral seizure right afterwards, which we now know is probably more encephalitis related. And um, he lost his words really fast. Um, law, I mean, he was very, um, very intelligent. Like Anne, I also had um, another child who was 18 that was affected, but I didn't know that until later on and getting involved um, and realized my 18-year-old has severe peanut allergies and actually a lot, um, all nuts had really severe allergies, carries EpiPens to tons of things. Um, the nuts are probably the severest, and it's all nuts now. Um, but um, really typical autism story with the seizures, um, losing the, his words, 
um, high-pitched screaming, um, a lot of anger episodes, um, very violent. Um, we have kind of come full circle. Um, he is functioning wonderfully. He's 14 now, about to be 15 in a couple weeks. And um, that's kind of my journey into autism. I met Anne, um, and we were really enraged with doctors not listening to parents because if you have a child who has autism, even a child who has diabetes or a child who has any health concern, you're a parent, you just research and research and research, and then you join these support groups just trying to find something to grab hold of. And with autism, when Antonio was four, which that was probably when they were diagnosed about, I think the diagnosis was like one in 80 at that time. Um, everybody had the same story sitting in these groups. And I'm like, wow, this is weird. And there's just, there was a comparison. And at that time, there really wasn't any literature out because it was kind of simultaneously on what was going on behind closed doors at the CDC um, right. when Antonio was diagnosed. And so parents didn't know to grasp kind of a vaccine. We were, you know, kind of shooting in the dark. So it's kind of an interesting when you're sitting in a room or you're at therapy and, you know, you're talking to their parents like, I don't know what happened. You know, he was like 18 months. It's anywhere from that two year to 12 month range that I typically have talked to parents and they fall in that, but you're really correct that 18 months, um, Antonio's just was a little bit later because we had moved and he got his vaccines later that year. So um, it just enraged and I started doing more research, more research, getting involved um, and then every aspect, whether it was the school system and fighting for to educate him and to keep him mainstreamed, um, I learned really fast. Like, and the first thing I did was food. Like, oh, it's the preservative. It's the additive. I never in a million years would have told you that, you know, what I trusted healthcare-wise was hurting him. Um, until talking to these mothers. So really typical. And um, when legislation started coming up, um, I joined forces with a lot of other mothers. There's a warrior group. There's a warrior group. Um, they're called Warrior Moms of Tampa Bay. Um, we joined forces with them and a lot of other people and started fighting legislation. And traveling up in Tallahassee. So anytime they try to mandate um, something, we, Health Freedom Florida is kind of the first on the scene. We're letting people know, you know, that there's legislation coming out. We're letting them know who's sponsoring that, who to call, how to contact their representatives. Um, so that's kind of my journey down autism that kind of morphed into health freedom florida well i really appreciate you mentioning that uh catherine and and uh, anybody else who would like to call in to talk about 
our stories, and I know they are just stories, but we'll talk in a moment here about some facts that contradict the slave stream corporate-sponsored media on vaccines causing autism literally in studies. And uh, I've posted a lot of that already, what I'm about to mention. On the, uh, we'll post it on the, on the website, but uh, it is posted in the Facebook uh, event. So uh, that's on my, on my page or and on, uh, you know, if you go to theliberationstation.com and click on the big Facebook icon on the top, uh, you can get to the event um, for tonight, which is announcing tonight's show. Um, but uh, I would like to invite anyone else to call in with, with uh, their story of, of, yes, this vaccine did, uh, you know, it's usually the 18-month shots uh, at that level of toxicity, apparently, that pushes babies over the edge. And um, the number here to call in is 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. Toll-free, 866 TAN 1340. That's 866-826-1340. And you can join us in the chat room if you just want to send a message or talk to other listeners at theliberationstation.com. That's T-H-E, liberationstation.com. On the listen slash archives page, there's a chat room there. Hopefully by the next show we'll have a uh, YouTube or uh, probably first a Facebook live stream going. So um, let's play a little clip here uh, that I have prepared. Um, Vaughn, the producer here, is ready to play. It's uh, the National Meningitis Association hosted a panel discussion, Achieving Childhood Vaccine Success in the U.S. before its 2016, quote, Give Kids a Shot, end quote, gala on May 9th, 2016, the panel addressed a range of issues, including parents who opt out of childhood vaccines. Are you ready with that, Vaughn? All right, go right ahead. Also, we're compelled by anecdote. I mean, we're always looking for causes for things. So, I mean, I'll tell the story, but you probably all heard it, is, is you know, the true story. My wife was, was helping uh, the nurse give uh, vaccines on a, a Saturday morning, and, and there was a four-month-old sitting on her mother's lap. While my wife was drawing that vaccine up into a syringe, the four-month-old had a seizure and went on to have a permanent seizure disorder, and actually, at, at age five, died of what was a crippling chronic neurological illness. Now, if she had given that vaccine five minutes earlier, there's no amount of statistical data in the world that would have convinced that mother of anything other than the vaccine that caused what do you think, I'm stupid? My child comes in, gets a vaccine, five minutes later has a seizure, and now has a permanent seizure disorder. I know what I saw. That's what you're up against. You're up against trying to convince people out of what is an intense emotional experience with statistics. It's hard. I, I also think that we're challenged pause because the of the way science and scientists speak. That was Paul Offit, uh, medical doctor, director of the Vaccine Education Center at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and a former member of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or Purveyance, if you prefer. And a paid spokesman by pharmaceutical. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. A very well-paid multimillionaire from, from pharmaceutical, <laughs> we should so, say. Yeah, but, you know, there he admits that vaccines do cause autism, but he urges to keep it quiet. And uh, as we go on here, uh, leave my microphone open and uh, we'll all just uh, interject 
uh, which you're not able to see on the video, the, I'll interject the names of uh, who's speaking. So just go on for about three more minutes. The uh, next speaker we have uh, who just started was Allison Singer, president of Autism Science Foundation. Go right ahead. So for example, not to, but for example, um, scientists cannot say vaccines don't cause autism. You'll never have a study that shows that something does not cause something else. All you can talk about is the preponderance of the evidence. And so a lot of families say, you know, show me the study. Show me the study that shows that vaccines don't cause autism. And our inability to show that study is cause for discomfort. I think the good news is that the science in autism is advancing to the point that we really are learning what the causes are. And I think that will help enormously because so many parents also say, you can't tell me that vaccines don't cause autism unless you can tell me what does cause autism. And so our foundation and others have been investing in the science to try to understand the causes of autism. And we are learning more and more about the genes, the genetic duplications and deletions that are at the biomedical root of autism. She and creating animal models and developing treatments that are targeting the genetic the genetic causes of autism. And I think that will go a long way. Uh, we used to think that once we had studies showing that there was no relationship between MMR or thimerosal and autism, that that would be enough. But clearly that is not enough. All right, I think what it's it, going please. to take are studies that really... i got to say something. It's killing me. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> it's killing me. <laughs> me too. Um, I know with a lot of, a lot of things, and I don't know if I could... If, I have the words to say what's in my brain. Um, the okay, there could be some underlying things with a person, anybody, but the shot triggered it. And had you not had the shot, it may never have been triggered. Mm -hmm. the, you know, the inflammatory Childhood diabetes, response. I think of. When I was executive director of the National Vaccine Information Center in Virginia, a lifetime ago, and um, I was getting all these calls That's... from parents saying their child got um, diabetes after the month shot, and I, you know, and I'm like, diabetes, you know, I'm thinking seizures and death and you know everything else, and they're talking, to, and I, I, I would get them from all over the country, and I'd say, well, let me put you with so and so, and I put them all together, and sure enough, diabetes does form after the mumps, you know. Would the child have gotten diabetes later in life? I don't know, but let me tell you, talking to those parents, I would not want to have a child with childhood diabetes, you know. And uh, I agree completely with Anne. I don't believe that Antonio went in and got, and his is a DTAP, um, went in and got a DTAP shot, and that was it, it was his tipping point. It was what his body could not handle. Do we have research that is looking at, hey, why are these this group of kids, you know, um, so susceptible to the inflammation, you know, and then because autism is an autoimmune response in the body. I completely you know, I don't, I'm sure Anne's 100% with that. That's it's, why I was so excited when I was listening about the retroviruses. You know, um, to me that makes sense that when you put that vaccine that is full of poison 
into somebody um, that We're has already a mixture finger. going. That you're that, that that's why some people explode with autism or SIDS or uh, seizures or whatever it is, and others don't. Um, th- that's my layman understanding. You know, this business of going after genetics and you know, like the MTHFR. Many people are totally normal that have the MTHFR, the two genes, and they don't yeah. have autism. Absolutely. Or ADHD. Right. You know, my, my granddaughter has both genes. She just graduated, I'm embarrassed to say this, from pharmaceutical school. <laughs> um, but, you know, so the, the gene business, is, it, it just doesn't hold water. No, it doesn't. It's, it's your environment. Your genes might be... Uh, you know the trigger, but uh, what pulls the trigger? Well, you know, if you have a loaded gun hanging around, if some something doesn't pull it, it's not going to fire. So, um, yeah, that was uh, again um, Allison Singer, president of Autism Science Foundation, ignoring the 24 clinical studies at National Institutes of Health's PubMed, saying that the mercury preservative thimerosal causes autism. She's saying that there are studies that show that they're safe and. Um, as uh, as Vaxxed explained, the documentary um, Vaxxed from Cover Up to Catastrophe, VAXXED.com covers that uh, there have been no long-term placebo safety testing on vaccines. Uh, they, you know, of course, you hear it in the media that they have been. Well, I would like to uh, prove me wrong. If, you know, if I'm wrong, somebody needs to stop me. But if I'm right, we need to stop them. And the only way I'm going to be stopped is with facts, not name-calling. I'm not uh, a somnambulist who just cowers to hyperbole, no name-calling. I'm not going to give in to, to, to uh, peer pressure. But that's what, they, that's what this whole conversation that we're playing um, is about. Um, I guess we have just about three minutes left. Let's, let's just continue playing here this clip. Uh, William Schaffner will be the next speaker. He's a medical doctor, professor of preventive medicine and infectious disease, Vanderbilt University School of Medicine. We show with certainty what the causes are, and we are getting closer. Art, let me ask you something. Apropos of all this, if you put all the studies together, would you feel uncomfortable if I or anyone else said, you know, by now, I'm very certain that vaccines are not associated with autism. Vaccines don't cause autism. To be more explicit, certainly in speaking to lay audiences. No, I think the evidence supports the claim. No, and I'd say the burden is now on those who want to show the connection to come up with evidence. Arthur Kaplan, PhD. Conversely, where good efforts have been made again and again and again. With no connection. So, no, it no wouldn't bother efforts. me. And I think in the battle in the public arena, this isn't a fight about uh, statistical significance. It's a fight about who's going to capture uh, the ears of the doubters and the hesitators. And I think uh, in that war, one has to say not just the bulk of the evidence, the preponderance of the evidence. I think you have to say there's no link. 
Yeah, you know, that's exactly, I mean, Allison's point is the right one. The scientific method, off it again. in the scientific method, you formulate a, a hypothesis, um, and that hypothesis is not all hypothesis. You can either reject it or not reject it. You can't accept it, which is to say you can never prove never, which is to say you can never really say MMR doesn't cause autism. But frankly, when you get in front of the media, you better get used to saying it, because otherwise people hear a door being left open when a door shouldn't be left open. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, you can't prove right. that Coca-Cola well, doesn't cause autism. Well, pause the audio. Yeah, that's a good spot, and we'll resume that after this uh, this break here. But, uh, you know, they're saying that there are good efforts that have been made for safety studies. I'm just uh, quoting from the Vaxxed website, and uh, th this I have found to be true. It says, in terms of safety studies, a major issue is that most vaccine studies use another vaccine as the control placebo or use the background substance of the vaccine, which can be... Uh, laced with toxins. There is only one recent study, Cowling 2012, where a true saline placebo was used rather than another vaccine or the carrier fluid containing everything except the main antigen. And we'll pick up after this break. This is Blue Six. The song is pure, so let's try to stay pure. Detoxified, cleansed, and pure. WTAN, Clearwater. Living without a brain ain't half bad. Come and play, 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 in my vaccine lottery, you're gonna pay, gonna pay, you're gonna pay, cause the vaccine makes more profit, the vitamin D, listen up, listen up, listen up, it's a new form of vaccine, ain't even safe, they stick it in your arm, do a permanent harm, they treat you like a medical slave, well I'm afraid of invisible germs, well I'm afraid of parasites and worms, well I'm afraid of seasonal flu, I'm afraid of having sex with you, I'm afraid of my children's chicken pox, And welcome back to the Liberation Station radio show. Live here at theliberationstation.com on the TAN Talk Network. The numbers to call us here are 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. Toll free, 866-TAN-1340. 866-826-1340 is what that translates to. I'm your host, and we have guest Anne Millen on here in studio. Uh, she's the author of Autism, Believe in the Future from Infancy to Independence. There, I did that from memory. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're, we're, just, um, we're, we're just focusing on vaccines today because it's one of the most important ways to keep our health to prevent from getting sick uh you know this last song pretty some summed it up pretty well that why are you afraid of germs all over the place if you keep your body in a alkaline state if you help your body stay alkaline then you can be exposed to any pathogen pretty much you can take supplements like vitamin d or, or um, other items that'll prevent viral replication um you know they've mentioned vitamin d there because it's been proven far more effective than the flu shot or selenium uh prevents viral repl replication uh, my favorite form is semsc 
uh, for short. I'm not going to pronounce the whole thing on, on the Arab. S-E-M-S-C is the form of selenium I like, but there's also selenomethionine. It's a amino acid L-methionine bound with selenium. Uh, that's also uh, good. Not quite as good, I, I don't feel, but um, I, will t- I would take it. And um, there's colloidal silver. The hydrosol form is usually is the best, I believe, which is the ionic form, the, the silver ions that penetrate through the cell membrane much better because they're uh, electrical quality. They have a negative charge that, that uh, it is drawn into the cells. So all these things and many other things uh, will prevent viral replication and um, you know, pathogens, whether they're viruses, or harmful viruses, or harmful bacteria, um, uh, fungus, mold spores, they are 99% of harmful pathogens are anaerobic, meaning they cannot survive in an oxygen-rich environment. There are other ways that you can uh, make your body oxygen-rich, uh, like uh, magnesium peroxide or freshly ionized alkaline water. I say freshly because you can uh, ionize the water and uh, uh, drink it fresh. Uh, it'll start losing its properties otherwise. So um, that's a good way to get your uh, atomic oxygen or the O molecule. You can also take a supplement that's magnesium peroxide or homozon, H-O-M-O-Z-O-N. There are several other magnesium peroxide supplements that'll release oxygen in in the gut. So a lot of these diseases that they vaccinate for, you can become exposed to and gain lifelong or much longer term, if not lifelong, immunity. And, uh, you know, you might not even become symptomatic if you take them on a regular basis. Your body can form the antibodies and uh you know unlike uh vaccines where depending on the vaccine you have to take it every you have to get a booster shot every two to ten years otherwise you're not considered vaccinated as can be determined by a blood titer test which shows the the uh presence or absence of the antibodies so you know in cases where uh, say, uh, you, in order to attend school in California, West Virginia, Mississippi, you, you have to, uh, there are no exemptions anymore, not even, um, there, there are only medical exemptions, which are hard to get. There are no philosophical exemptions, say, if you're against uh, what they use uh, to culture the vaccines, like we mentioned, the uh, aborted fetal cells or animal tissues and, and um and so, uh, you know, you, you, you can gain a, an immunity without even becoming symptomatic or knowing that you've been exposed. Or you can take homeopathic nosodes, N-O-S-O-D-E-S, and gain those antibodies. And uh, we need to ask, in, or, in order to attend school or in order to get a job in the medical profession or uh, other professions, um, which are the, the list uh, is getting longer. Dr. Uh, uh, pardon me, um, Alan Phillips, the attorney Alan Phillips, vaccinerights.com is his site or .org, I believe. But um, Alan Phillips goes through uh, how he represents, and he's under attack. That's another story. Uh, his his um, license to practice law is under attack right now. But um, what we need to do is ask, well, if they want us, if they tell us uh, that the vaccine is mandatory for whatever our situation, why can't we just ask, why can't we have a blood titer test? You know, I'll take some nosodes, 
and then see if I can develop the antibodies as determined by a blood titer test. And if that uh, is positive, I have the antibodies. Well, why do I need vaccines then? And if, uh, if antibodies are the source of immunity, uh, you can, like I said, uh, it was shown, um, you know, alkalinity helping keep your body alkaline. It was shown by uh, Antoine Bichon and Claude Bernard in the mid 1800s that uh, keeping your body alkaline helps avoid uh, or makes your body inhospitable to pathogens because they can only reproduce in an acidic environment. Another good book on the on the topic is Alkalize or Die by Dr. Theodore Baroudi. He explains how to maintain an alkalinity with an alkaline diet, uh, you know, what foods are alkaline, even some foods that are acidic can form alkalinity like uh, acidic uh, fruits, like citrus fruits. Would you repeat that book, please? Because I have a lot of trouble with that, understanding that, the alkaline and the... um... That's uh, Alkalize or Die, rather hardcore title. It's good. Yeah, by Dr. Theodore Baroudi. So there are all these good options that we can use regularly or as needed in order to maintain our health. Now, I take uh, an inordinate number of supplements. If I, People would say I'm compulsive about it, but I'll tell them, well, I forget often days to take my 90 or so supplements. <laughs> some days I might remember or have the time to take just a few, but um, some days I don't have the time to take any. If I don't take them, though, for if I don't, I mean, I can't say which ones are best. I can't say a few are, but we'll go over that. But, uh, you know, I notice that after two or three days, if I don't take them, I'm just, I uh, don't feel like doing a darn thing. So I, I know that uh, things like, uh, bentonite clay to detoxify before i go to bed really helps me wake up a lot more refreshed and that helps detoxify from a lot of things most things you know heavy metals uh, agent orange um i take uh, malic acid uh, that also is a great heavy metal detoxifier and uh, l-citrulline an amino acid l-citrulline that uh, helps dilate the blood vessels by boosting nitric oxide um, it's four times more effective than L-arginine that a lot of people may have heard of, like uh, athletes. So um, the, if you can boost uh, nitric oxide production, then you dilate the blood vessels and help these items for detoxification work even more effectively. And a lot of these things are, are deposited into our bones, so we need to do all, our, all we can to take those uh, toxins out, like the fluoride that's, you know, that's so electron needy that it's attracted to, to bones, and, and that's, uh, you know, that's calcium in bones. And that's where bone char filters um, operate to increase the molecule size of the fluoride. Um, you know, the, what they're doing with the fluoride is they're adding to the water uh, fluoride that's been weaponized by ionizing it with an electrical arc, uh, high, high, elect, high energy electrical arc that makes the, the uh, fluoride ions so tiny. I mean, it's not the actual molecule. We're talking about the ion, whether it's something beneficial like silver or fluoride that's harmful. Um, uh, calcium fluoride might be debatable, but that's a natural form and the least toxic form of fluoride. But what they're adding is not the next most toxic form, which is pharmaceutical grade isolated fluoride, the sodium or stannous fluoride that you find in your dental products. 
they're not adding that to the flu- to the water. They're adding fluorosilicic acid or all these other different types of uh, fluorosilicates, also known as silicofluorides. And how do you know that? Well, you look at the annual water quality analysis the, that you get uh, in the mail, or you can look up on the county website, Pinellas County in our case, and, and every other county, uh, almost every other municipality. Very few municipalities will add the pharmaceutical grade. Almost all of them will add the, the uh, industrial discharge. So where it says, for fluoride, likely source of contamination is discharge from aluminum and fertilizer factories. So they're not adding isolated fluoride. They're adding the most toxic form that's combined with hundreds of other toxins, including heavy medical meta, heavy metals and radioactive isotopes. So that's a reason why you want to use bone char filters as a pre-filtration method to increase the size of the molecule, which then uh, on a further st- uh, stage downstream can be filtered out with a, another filter. Uh, like a one micron filter, reverse osmosis filter, uh, um, there there are various filters, but you know they really don't do much good unless you start out with uh, say a carbon filter and then a bone char filter, and then you have to test your your water. But um, anyhow, getting off into fluoride is another issue. I'm just uh, you know want to warn folks that yeah, it's a huge issue and it's it's in plain sight. Like this uh, this issue that we need to get back to here, this uh, um, clip that we were just playing before. The, uh, the end of the last hour, which was the National Meningitis Association. This video is on YouTube if you want to search Achieving Childhood Vaccination Success in the U.S. Expert Panel. And uh, this is from 2016. Um, uh, are we ready to play that? Okay, we'll continue where we left off with it was, um, well, what we, who we had speaking was William Schaffner, M.D., Professor of Preventive Medicine and Infectious Disease, Vanderbilt University School of Medicine. Then uh, Arthur Kaplan, Ph.D., Professor of Medical Ethics at NYU Langone Medical Center. And then Paul Offit, M.D., uh, he just uh, gave his um, little confession that, yes, vaccines cause autism, but then he urged everyone to keep it quiet. And then we're going to uh, continue this clip with uh, Dorit Rubenstein Rice, Ph.D., University of California, Hastings College of the Law, and resume the clip, please. We just don't happen to be having that particular fight yet. Um, So, you know, you're sort of, you're in a debate. (laughs) You did start something. Someone's going to tweet that. You're in a debate, and you you got to fight unfair. It's a debate. I think you can fairly say that after scientists looked and looked and looked throughout the world everywhere and didn't find it, it's probably not there. It's not, we're not in a situation where it hasn't been looked at. See, I wouldn't even say probably not there. I would just say not there. You leave that door open and people run through it. And Dirt, I think that that's a very important thing Some to say. Some people. That this is a question that has been looked at now by scientists in many countries around the world. Each of them doing independent studies, and they all come out with the same answer. Hello? It's robust. Right. I think it's also in, that point is also important when you come up across a claim that we're not listening to parents <coughs> making the story, telling the stories. Yes, the stories were listened to, taken seriously enough for millions of research dollars to be invested, for studies to be done again and again and again. 
they just aren't supported by the studies. So one other comment here, just to depress us all uh, today further. Um, Marco Rubio, anybody remember him? Uh, all right, I think that, uh, uh, that's that enough of the clip, and uh, you know, I don't want to waste enough of um, this. No, I won't waste any more of the airtime on this uh, little pep rally for deception by all of the panelists, all the panelists you hear. Um, who that last one was, was, um, that was, uh, I believe it was Arthur Kaplan, mm -hmm. PhD, professor of medical ethics at NY New Langone Medical Center. So yeah, you know, in the, in, in the full video it goes on for, oh gosh, I think about two hours. But, uh, you know, what they're just saying that, well, the public will just run through the door if we tell them that this, this is what the studies say. Well, I'm saying, no, I'm not. I'm not a somnambulist, which comprises about 15 to 20 percent of the population. When they start repeating things so vehemently without doing the research, they're the type of folks who are unfortunately very impressionable and influenced by insult by peer pressure, uh, they don't want to be the, the um, nail that sticks up to get hammered down. They don't want to be the squeaky wheel. Well, one of the things that, you know, the public's listening, uh, particularly with this HPV vaccine that's out now for teenagers and the damage that is happening and the deaths with the teenagers that have taken that vaccine. Um, but the public's paying attention. There's been enough... Um, not news, because we are not allowed to be on any sort of news. A uh, producer or a commentator will never be uh, recognized again, of which that has happened in the past. Right. Um, so that's why you're not going to hear it on the uh, 6 o'clock news or in the St. Pete Times or Tampa Bay Times, whatever it is now. But word of mouth is getting out. And one of the um, goals with Health Freedom Florida, besides fighting for a parent's right to make a decision as to what goes into their body and their child's body, because it is a human right, is educating the public, uh, getting information out there to people that in Florida, you do have a choice. You can take a religious exemption. Um, but if they're you, trying to change that every, well, I guess uh, uh, they we, did back in 2009, and about two um, years ago, there was a very short-lived bill that was introduced and uh, and quickly retracted. Catherine is queen of staying on top of that stuff. Let me t I don't do the, mm -hmm. the legislative. She does the legislative. That's Catherine Bennett-Diaz. That's Catherine Bennett-Diaz. Are you still, is Catherine still on the line? Uh, well, you can call back in if you have anything else to add anytime. Yeah, and we have... Um, uh, a, uh, two people in Florida that are with the National Vaccine Information Center, they're the advocates for Florida, um, and they help us to keep track. We don't have a lobbyist to know when things are being written. This is a fantasy to me that we would know. They almost passed, or they tried to pass uh, HPV vaccine for uh, teenage boys and girls. The reason the boys need it is because they can't discriminate to give it just to the girls. So now they mm. give it to the boys and the girls. Um, it's just sad. It's, it's just sad that they just can't stop. And to me, and people are beginning 
to realize the government is not going to take care of them. We have to take care of ourselves, and that includes our health. We can't trust that foods are okay. We have to research. We have to look at the, you know, I've pretty much gone all organic now. And I tell you, I was interviewing with someone recently, and I said, the diet isn't bad. The diet's okay. I can do whatever diet is needed. It's finding the food that is hard. I'm now going to like six different grocery stores to get what I need to feed my family because it has to be within what I can afford also. Yeah, um, I have a feeling. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, because money is the top of all things. And that's why if a parent, you know, if a parent listens to this and they're so frustrated and they want to give up because they don't even know where to start, my suggestion is start with diet. For Robin, I started because in 1974 is when they came out with the Feingold diet, which is the preservatives and the food colorings and the nitrates. Um, You know, if you're going to eat bacon, let it be turkey bacon without any nitrates in it, you know, or, um, and they do have pork bacon, I believe, and hot dogs even without nitrates. But get those food colorings out of, you know, in my day, you couldn't even find out what was in food, much less what to give your child. Today is a whole different story. It is written on the side of the package. And if you can't pronounce it, you shouldn't be buying it. Yeah, well, you know, you can't trust the label. I know there have been a lot of fraud cases of uh, food labeled organic that isn't, but it's the best we can do. And they don't test, uh, you know, the more that, first off, I want to mention that since to address what you say is that the more of us who buy organic, the the cheaper it gets and uh, the more more, uh, popular the varieties are. Um, uh, You you can afford organic or you can afford... Robin, later with Dr. Bradstreet, she went on the gluten-free case and free diet, which is real um, a significant factor for people with autism because of the leaky gut syndrome, etc. But you can afford it. If you don't go to McDonald's, you don't stop at Wendy's, you don't stop at Taco Bell, you know, right. you literally cook food. at home. And yeah. it's just basic stuff you know mm-hmm. you're not you have buying more energy packaged. you have more time to spend and be more alert yeah, it's and awake. not that it's much a, more difficult it's a great to return on it. investment for your energy and i'll tell you because we were on the fine gold diet and our whole family was on it when they my two older girls went to college they were shocked at what people ate pam came home and she had a box of Fruit Loops, and she says, "You know, people eat these for snacks." And I said, no, "You're not going to eat them. You're not bringing yeah. those into this house." I know because their neon-colored waste is left behind. And they yeah, don't I, flush. They forget to flush. And, it. and you know, people wonder what it does to your other children. Let me tell you, my grandkids, who have now graduated from college, all three of them, are very food conscious because their mother was food conscious because I was food conscious. It's you're not depriving your kids. You're teaching them how to be responsible for their own bodies, to be responsible for themselves, to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad that my mom, being a nurse who regretted a lot of things that she had done, learned a lot in the 70s. uh, Oh, I never said I was perfect. (laughs) Well, 
<laughs> me neither though uh, yeah i'm just uh, i'm so uh, yeah you're, you're a blessing to your your family and uh, so is my mom that uh she had me questioning so many different things and mentioning uh well this disease can be helped by this such and such supplement it's such a pity people are eating so poorly they if they only knew and you know the just to, to help me uh, to make better choices. And then I got to do the, um, you know, as I grew up in my teens, got to do the the uh, shopping. And, and then uh, I started um, lecturing her on some of the things too. So, you know, it's really funny. That, and um, I want everybody to know that their intuition, their, the way their, their spirit expresses can be so much more gratifying. Their peace of mind is so much more rewarding i can't say because um i would uh, yeah I, I would surprise my mom often that uh i would have premonitions by taste of what she was going to put on the shopping list and i want folks to experience the being in tune with nature with your own your own truth self your your own uh, stillness your own bliss uh you can you can reach that when you're when you don't have uh, neurological disturbances, for example, and and uh, build up the, the nerve to um, accept what's before you, to to read the uh, the tea leaves, you might say, you know, the, the symbols in your life and the you know the moments in your life that are important to you. Like uh, I would, for example, say to myself, "Well, that's strange. I'm I'm tasting Pringles. I'm not gonna buy her Pringles. I'm not gonna." fulfill her desire for pringle and she perfectly understood that or i would uh taste uh, uh this tastes like boston uh, why am i tasting boston cream pie i don't even like boston cream pie and then she would put not boston cream pie on the list but chocolate eclairs which tastes like boston cream pie <laughs> so you know she would still accept that okay i guess you know better and i won't uh we'll, we'll make do without that so yeah, you know, in in force in, in uh, after after sight, we can see that a lot of the ingredients uh, we now understand are are very bad, like the hydrogenated oils and partially hydrogenated hydrogenated oils. That oh, were the in those oils things. are a big thing, you know, and everything in every restaurant is cooked with mm-hmm. the cheapest of oil trans fatty acids and you got to understand that your nerve cells have insulation made of essential fatty acids they're called essential because your body cannot make them they're now the I, myelin sheath now i will the, tell you 10 years ago if i had this conversation i said you're crazy i'm not doing that mm-hmm. we all go through developmental stages whereas now you know I started making my own mayonnaise. I finally found a brand that I can buy because of the oils. They all start out with canola oil. Which is usually uh, genetically modified, unless and, it otherwise says, but it's rapeseed oil. And a, yeah, a it, good article on that is a pioneering work of, um, that was first published in Nexus magazine called The Great Con-Ola. It's at the Weston A. Price Foundation website now. Um, I think Nexus Magazine is out of business, but uh, that was a great magazine. But a good example with that is several of the mayonnaise brands say avocado mayonnaise. You know, so you assume yeah. the first ingredient is avocado, still mm-hmm. canola oil. Right. Or, and uh, the ability to absorb the, the fats is very important. Um, uh, I don't want to get too far off into that, maybe in the future, but... Um, 
on my uh, Facebook page, I will uh, migrate the list that I have under the notes on my Facebook page uh, over to the website, uh, theliberationstation.com, a list of items that are uh, good for improving emulsification, metabolism, absorption of, of fats, and uh, taking out the bad fats as well, uh, and being able to transport fats across the cell membrane for the mitochondria that's in each of the cells to be able to metabolize fats for energy rather than protein or carbohydrates you can start metabolizing fats and well one of, one of the things i think i'm i'm trying to say is that the food is where you can start to really get educated if you're not educated on vitamins and you're not educated on any of this stuff it's not your fault you know packaged stuff looks good um but do but but do you know if you've got a page mm-hmm. on the oils uh, oils are a biggie you know uh, grains are a biggie they're all treated as an education for your kids mm-hmm. yeah, some uh, my favorite essential fatty acid source is hemp seed oil organic hemp seed oil i started taking about 10 years ago because i had been taking fish oil and quickly noticed uh, within a, I still had fish oil left over when my hemp seed oil arrived um, although I shouldn't have ship uh, ordered it I, I should just bought it in the refrigerated section at the health store I figured out later but I uh, you know within a week of me taking the hemp seed oil alternating each day with the fish oil I noticed I had smoother skin and it wasn't like I was looking for it but um, you know that was within a week and then I noticed that I learned later that uh, you know, all these um, fish oils, while they are detoxified from uh, heavy metals, they, they, well, they'll still have radioactive isotopes now these days from Fukushima. But uh, when you molecularly distill or refine the fish oil to take out the heavy metals, you also take out a lot of the good properties. And there are fish oils like whole mega that are unrefined, but still um, still concerned about all the contaminants. Um, you know, Fukushima, speaking of Fukushima, um, gosh, this is turning into a variety show, but uh, you know, I, know, I know we were trying to empower folks to know that there are these solutions out there that were just, you know, one day you come across and you got to let the world know. Um, if you if you look up uh, lasers, or if you do a search online for lasers, radioactive isotopes decay, uh, that you'll find that there are uh, articles and even a patent uh Pat, U.S. Patent at the U.S. Patent Office website. It is six three three one seven seven four. That's six three three one seven seven four. You can just do a search of the term. Do a web search of the term "laser radioactive waste decay," and you'll find that there are many research articles from universities and all over uh, all, all over the world. Uh, that show that lasers can speed up the decay of radioactive waste very quickly. Um, you can also do a search for laser radioactive waste decay water to show that water can also, it can be used in water. To, um, I just want to know from a physicist, why aren't we doing this? Uh, why, if it's not feasible, why aren't we doing this? And, um, you know, you can find that radioactive isotopes with half-lives of millions of years, meaning it'll take the radioactive isotopes millions of years to decay to become harmless, they can be neutralized in less than an hour with lasers. And again, that patent is 6331774. 
So there are things like that make me wonder, well, do the elites know what they're doing? They're contaminating. They have some secret uh, antidote to all the things that they're doing to our environment. They're just doing it to us to keep us sedated. It's, it's someone's sick idea of ensuring domestic tranquility. <laughs> That's to, to stop us from being active. There's so many issues I would like to talk about on that, uh, that need correcting, but people just aren't well enough. And I don't want to be one of the few people who's well enough to spend my time on these things. I need to rescue, help rescue the, fo- help the folks, the, their health, their lives, if I can. And some folks will say, oh, you can't help people. I know that I've helped plenty of people. I know it might take a lot of patience. You know, might need to start slowly, make one, two changes a week. Um, I know you can make yourself sick if you try to take too many changes uh, too dramatically. But uh, that's why we're focusing on on vaccines on this show and uh, want to continue this show since I just resurrected it after almost nine years. Um, If if somebody would like to be a sponsor, please contact me through theliberationstation.com or just hit the donate button if you don't want to advertise. Uh, You can advertise whether it's on this radio show or on the website or both we can talk about uh, what we have to offer in terms of advertising and to back up uh and we have uh ann milan here on um here in the studio for uh the, the author of autism believe in the future from infancy to independence talking about her success story and uh, the website is autism-believe-future.com. And uh, the, the numbers to call us here in the studio is 727-441-3000, 727-441-3000, toll-free 866-826-1340. That's 866-826-1340. You can join in the chat room online and listen online at theliberationstation.com on the page listen slash archives we have a player there and the chat room so you don't need to leave the chat room and listen uh, on the air separately you can have a nice clear connection listen over the internet and you can also tune in it also explains to you how you can tune in through the tune in app for your apple iphone or your android device your mobile device and to get back in uh, with uh, the Gardasil uh, vaccination issue, we, we covered that back in uh, 2009, Rick Perry mandating that in Texas when he was governor of Texas and then pulling back on it and his conflicts of interest. So the articles are still up on our website, theliberationstation.com. Um, but um, the Gardasil vaccine and, and all the uh, complications and deaths that it's caused um, you can there, there's a great deal of support on this and other vaccines specifically. A uh, great documentary is Sacrificial Virgins out of the UK. That's Sacrificial Virgins. And uh, on Facebook, there is a group, the UK Association of HPV Vaccine Injured Daughters. All this information can be found on the links page at theliberationstation.com. And also uh, Gardasil and UnexplainedDeaths.com. That's Emily Tarsell's Gardasil and Unexplained Deaths. Gardasil and UnexplainedDeaths.com. And uh, also I wanted to mention about the water fluoridation and, and mandatory vaccinations, as mentioned in California, 
in order to attend school uh, in Mississippi and West Virginia and other attempts around the country, um, like in, well, no, around the world, uh, as in Australia now, they'll charge you, um, I think it's the equivalent of 28 U.S. dollars every two weeks if you don't uh, vaccinate your child. Um, these are against the Helsinki rules, the Nuremberg Code, the Geneva Conventions, and the Hague Conventions in order to forcibly administer a vaccine or uh, anything on anybody, on a civilian population. And uh, when it comes to water fluoridation, you're depriving a civilian population of a needed resource when they're not able to have pure water. So, uh, you know, and there's also the issue when it comes to informed consent, you, where there's a risk, there has to be a choice of you know, whether it's uh, GMOs or vaccines or um, uh, fluoridated water. And you did mention another solution. I want to get back to, to uh, what is on the label may not reflect what is in the food. There are handheld mass spectrometers, and Ann, you and I were talking about that off the air before, that you can go around and uh, scan the food uh, to see what the levels are of pesticides. Unfortunately, we can't test for genetic, uh, genetically modified food because that would require, a, I think, an electron microscope and, and a physicist or a biologist, um, uh, somebody to, um, a microbiologist to be able to, to determine, you know, what the genetics are. But um, at least you can check the levels and, and your, of uh, pesticides. So you're saying that uh, you have a friend who has one of these handheld devices? Um, someone had told me there's an app that you can um, you can scan the barcode on um, a box, for example, or, or something to see what all is in it. But I haven't tested it yet, so I don't know. You know, one of the things that uh, I would like to um, leave with um, for those that have vaccine-injured children or are vaccine-injured themselves, um, that you really do need to think about yourself and moving forward. Um, all the anger in the world is not healthy for you. Um, keep, you know, and, and I can say that because I still do feel that, but, I, but in writing the book and in, in getting Robin the best that she can be, that actually is my true focus. Um, I know on my website, which is autism-believe-future.com, I believe, yeah, mm -hmm. that's right, autism believe future dashes in between .com. Uh, I have on there, when I said Robin's still in language therapy and we're still doing things, you know, she's not cured of autism. I would never, you know, portray her as such. She is living a full independent life and uh, she deals with her autism on a daily basis. She knows that, you know, she has to stay on the diet and she has structured things that make her life successful. But on the website, I do have some videos of what, uh, in her language therapy, um, Relationship Development Intervention, RDI. She's been in that for about five years with Lorraine Jones at Kid Pro Therapy Services here in Tampa. 
and that's why she is so successful today. She's had a boy. She has a boyfriend. She right. is able to relate to people incredibly. You know, all the diet, all the vitamins in the world are not going to flip your child over from being antisocial to knowing all the social cues that they missed for 12 years or 14 years or whatever it is. Um, but in the RDI, and just one simple example, if I have a minute, um, sure. that I have on there is we parents do things wrong. We just, you know, we're so wrong, and we all know we're wrong. I'm the one that had to back up and learn how to teach her to be social. And an example of it is just looking at you when you're doing something. You know, she's forever fidgeting around or talking or, or walking away or anything but paying attention to me. And an example that, that I think I have it on the website of cutting watermelon. I have a watermelon, she has a watermelon, she has a knife, I have a knife. Everything is duplicated perfect. No language, she has to copy me on cutting it exactly how I cut it. It sounds trivia, but it's teaching her to pay attention. And we did a lot of those exercises. You know, another example is you tell your child you're washing dishes, dishes and you say, you take out the trash, and 10 minutes later they haven't taken the trash out. And so, so it becomes a screaming match. You have to take the trash out with them. You have to do side by side. And, and actually, I noticed that when I was homeschooling her. As long as I sat there, and we all parents know this, as long as I sat there, she was fine. The minute I walked away, her attention was lost. And that's how we have to go back and start over again. Hmm. Yeah, well, I'm unfortunately, a lot of folks are... Or that way, simply because of toxicity, and they're very uh, frustrated. Uh, I think because of toxicity, as in Chinese medicine, they call they call it a congested liver or congested gallbladder. They call it angry liver, angry gallbladder, respectively. And the congestion is often the result of uh, toxicity, which can be determined by uh, toxicity tests of the blood, hair, nails, urine, and uh, fecal samples they they all determine different uh, aspects of toxicity or the, the, to different degrees the ability to excrete because what you're excreting in different ways may you know whether it's hair nails urine fecal may not um, indicate your levels it just shows your ability to excrete which may be impaired because you're not able you're not nourished enough in some of the items we mentioned when robin went into the school system and i swear this is the truth she flunked the, 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 the special aid class she was in the first week. And the teacher's screaming. She says, I can't teach the child. She doesn't have an attention span. And I said, well, you know, she's in special ed. You're supposed to figure that out, you know. But they don't have an attention span. And it is the toxicity. It is the, you know. Mm -hmm. You're right. Yeah. You know. The cancer rate's increasing. The mortality rate is increasing. Our life expectancy, I mean, is, is increasing. And our, uh, uh, gosh, uh, World Mercury Project, which is a RFK Jr. site, he's the one who uh, we have your photo up on our site. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. You met him at Autism One? Uh, No, I met him at an autism conference, Flying High with Autism, I think it was, in Pensacola. Uh, I was one of the keynote speakers several years ago, Uh and he was, yeah. All right. Uh, Well, um, I'm just uh, trying to pull up the statistic on worldmercuryproject.org, which features the work of uh, RFK, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and um, it's um, it has to do with how chronic illness of the youth is so dramatically increased uh, in, in contrast to the just the 1980s. Um, but uh, we'll have to we'll have to see if I can pull that up. Um, but uh, yeah, it's at WorldMercuryProject.org. I just hate it when I don't have the everything at my fingertips. What I, now, now that we mentioned. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. You know, as as Trump was campaigning, we heard the announcement from RFK Jr. that he was selected to head the Vaccine Safety Commission, first of its kind. And then we hear that there's nothing going on. We haven't heard anything about it. Well, I think Bill Gates and a lot of people got hold of him and straightened that out, not Hmm. Kennedy Trump. Well, what uh, we found out this past Thursday on the High Wire show with Dell Bigtree that's aired on Facebook and YouTube, and uh, that's Dell Bigtree of uh, Vaxxed fame, the documentary Vax we mentioned from Cover Up to Catastrophe, and of uh, I Can Decide, um, org Informed Consent Action Network. And uh, so... Uh, Kennedy uh, had uh, after the after that announcement, he told he uh, when he was interviewed this past Thursday, he announced that after that announcement, that he was selected to be the um, to chair the Vaccine Safety Commission, that Trump cut off all contact with him. So if that is the case, then that would lead me to think that well, he was just used. Kennedy was just used as a mouthpiece to encourage those of us who are aware that Trump's son is is vaccine-damaged, according to Trump himself. But, uh, yeah, you know, and, and the, the real news that we're getting here at the end of the show uh, that we can't uh, fail to mention is uh, RFK Jr. represented Informed Consent Action Network, ICanDecide.org. You can see all the documents there on the government tab. And uh, we're showing that the Department of Health and Human Services has not fulfilled their mandate according to the um, 1986 National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, which is what gave immunity from being sued uh, to all the vaccine makers. So then they don't have an incentive to improve the safety of their vaccines. They say the government's going to collect payments from the vaccine makers to fund the insurance program. And that's a whole other story to, to show how many damages for autism included. Uh, that is, uh, I'm just going to wait, let's get sidetracked here for just a moment. That um, since uh, 1983, uh, give me just a moment, I have all these notes going. Um, uh, 
Yeah, since, oh gosh, I saw, okay, here we go. 83 cases of autism associated with Childhood Vaccine Injury Compensation Program and Federal Vaccine Court. And this is 2011 article. So in 2011, as of 2011, there are 83 cases of autism associated with childhood vaccines, according to the federal government's own Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, their insurance government-administered insurance. So how many have there been since then? And, of course, the HHS, uh, well, the the, um, the, um, the HHS is, uh, what is it? They, uh, the program itself says that, well, we only have about 1% of reportage. A lot of people do not report 99%. Of the VAERS, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. You got it, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, the news is that finally, on July 6th, there is a stipulation you can find at ICANDecide.org under the government tab where the HHS has not been fulfilling their requirement under the 1986 National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act to report to Congress every two years about vaccine safety studies in order to at least advise the vaccine makers to correct the problems that we are seeing. And so if these vaccine makers have the protection, they don't have incentive to improve the safety of the vaccines. So I should say so-called vaccines because a lot of them don't offer immunity or they cause shedding or cause you to become infectious and give the contagion to somebody else. That's a whole other thing. You can find that at the at, uh, NVIC.org, National Vaccine Information Center that you are the chair of, Ann. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, the, so after dragging their heels and uh, the, after HHS dragging their heels, um, uh, ICANN uh, Informed Consent Action Network sued Department of Health and Human Services and got the stipulation on July 6, 2018, that they haven't been reporting these low 32 years on the vaccine safety. So what do we have to show for vaccine safety? And I'm going to just continue where I left off a while back uh, from Vaxed, uh, the VaxTheMovie.com's website, uh, what they've written and I've checked out, and I can't find the safety studies, the true placebo-controlled double-blind, randomized, crossover studies where they use true placebos like saline solution or sugar pill in the case of pharmaceutical drugs. And, you know, in the, in the case of the pharmaceutical industry, you would just think that as with bad track record they'd have, they have, they've been proven to have with all their pharmaceuticals, they should be required to report every week, if not every day, to Congress. But no, they haven't been doing it every two years for the past 32 years, as has been required. But continuing, as I, where I left off earlier from VaxTheMovie.com, uh, the, the, the study, which I mentioned, the Cowling 2012 study that's linked up there, uh, that study showed no difference in influenza viral infection between groups, but astonishingly, astonishingly it revealed five to six times higher rate of non-influenza viral infections in the vaccinated it is no small wonder more true placebos are not used in vaccine research. And there's more at drsuzanne.net. That's uh, Suzanne, Dr. Suzanne Humphreys' website. 
the lack of adequate testing makes vaccines cheaper than drugs to take from trials to market. Furthermore, it is becoming increasingly more expensive to do the long-term safety studies on drugs because the test group cannot be using any other drugs at the time of testing. With over 70% of the U.S. population using prescription drugs, this becomes nearly impossible to find. The source, uh, cbsnews.com, on that. Um, we're running out of time here. The show um, is ending here in about two minutes. Um, so uh, there's much more um, at the vaxtthemovie.com where I'm reading is vaxtthemovie.com slash vaccine hyphen safety hyphen big hyphen pharma hyphen issues. If you want to hear the archives and just uh, do a little Google search or uh, a web search using some other search engine that's not so uh, moderated as Google, like uh, Bing.com is my preference, but there, there are a lot of other website uh, search engines that do not uh, ban the search results as badly as Google does. Uh, go to the liberationstation.com on the links page and you'll see a lot of the other meta search engines there too. Uh, it's just there's you know, so many of these uh, platforms like Google and YouTube and Twitter and a few others are, are, uh, are, are thwarting our search results, things that are you know very popular search results they're not allowing us to see in our in our searches. So wanted to mention how valuable a research of the liberationstation.com is on the links page especially. So uh, Anne Milan, uh, are there do you have any closing thoughts here in the last minute? If you have a child with vaccines, I mean, with a vaccine injury uh, slash autism uh, or ADHD or any kind of uh, neurological uh, disability, um, don't worry about um, the new diagnoses they're going to give you every year, which they tend to do. Um, Worry about getting your child better, finding uh, what works for your child, get into a support group somewhere where um, you have support because you need all the support you can get. For vaccines, uh, be very careful if you get a vaccine. Awesome. There is help out there. And with that, I want to thank you for joining this return voyage of the Liberation Station radio show. You can hear the show again archived at theliberationstation.com and get in touch with us. Uh, look up the show guests' information there. WTAN, as well. Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay.